hello. Your QL fandom uncle and auntie are here with giant sunglasses, brown liquor in a flask, a folded $5 bill to slip into your hand when nobody's looking, lukewarm takes, occasional rides on the discourse, deep dives into artistry and industry, and most importantly, simping. Lots of simping. I'm Ben. I'm Nini. And this is The Conversation. About once a season, we plan to swan in and shoot the shit on faves, flops, and trends that we've been noticing in the BL, GL, or QL industry. Between seasons, you can find us typing way too many words on Tumblr. And welcome to our winter lanyap episode. So, Ben, explain to the people what a lanyap is and why we decided to call our bonus episodes lanyaps. So, we're both from the Caribbean and we have a lot of French influences down here, and lanyap just means a little extra. It's like a baker's dozen, an extra scoop when you go to a restaurant. That's it, just means a little extra. And we felt like there were a lot of things we wanted to talk about. It didn't necessarily fit cleanly into the format of an award show, and we just shoved it all here. So this is your lanyap, your little bit of extra. So what we're going to talk about in our winter lanyap, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff we're watching, not in any detail because you're going to get that in our spring series. We're going to talk about some of the things that we plan to watch this year, some of the things that we might be watching this year. We're going to talk a little bit about Beyond Cloud's presentation for 2023 and going to give you all a little chance to get involved in our spring show at the end. So without further ado, what are we watching? Ben, tell me something that you're watching right now. I got to be honest, I'm watching way too much. Like, I really talked a big game at the end of 22 about how I wasn't going to watch 90-something shows this year. And my current watch list is at 13 things. It's January, Ben. It's January. <laughs> I just don't see it slowing down anytime soon. So, right away, it's a Friday when we're recording this, so... We watched My School President and Two Cutie, Two Pie today. Okay, one line hot take on each. Go. My School President continues to be the spiritual successor to Origin Thai BL that honors our history while simultaneously pushing us forward. And I really like that. My hot take on My School President is that it's Bad Buddy meets Lovesick meets Glee. And that's basically my crack cocaine. I don't disagree with that, and I think it's really fun. We'll have a lot more to say about the show when we are complete with it in the spring, but as of episode 7, I'm still having an incredibly good time with this show. Two kitty, two pie. One line. Only one line. <laughs> okay. Okay. One line. Two kitty, two pie continues to be the silliest crack about gay marriage that has also somehow given me one of the top three first-time bed scenes I've ever seen in queer media genre altogether. That is one hell of a run-on sentence. I applaud you. Good job. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> I, I got to get it in there because what they what Sin and Newer did today in episode three is really special. And I have a lot of positive things to say about it. 
Well, Senanura, the only reason I am watching Too Cutie Too Pie. Sorry, I keep calling it Too Cutie Too Pie. That's your fault. It's Cutie Pie to you. Anyway, Too Cutie Too Pie. pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Senanura continue to be the only reason that I watch this. Point I just really like period. the way that they've respected Sen's piety in that show. We'll talk about this more in the spring when it's over, but it is a very specific choice, and I think it elevates the rest of the show. And I think the respect for the piety that Sin has reinforces the seriousness with which everyone is taking marriage in the show. What else are we both watching? We're, we're, both, we're both watching, watching everything that JoJo's making right now. Hello. If JoJo's making it, I'm watching it. JoJo's got me four days a week right now, and I'm fully enjoying it. On Monday, he's got us watching The Warp Effect. Ben and I are both watching it. One liner on The Warp Effect, Ben. Go. The Warp Effect manages to make sex simultaneously accessible and hilarious and it does that with a queer lens that doesn't feel exclusionary of straight people that is an interesting take i'm just enjoying the hell out of it because (laughs) it's delightful in so many ways it also tugs at my heartstrings a little bit i never thought i would enjoy nui in anything and i'm kind of enjoying him in this so this is nice i like it other hot Moving take. On. I need Gigi and Fa to be in a GL soon. Every time Gigi looks at Fa right now, I'm like, Gigi, you did not have to do that. And Jojo, you knew what she was doing. <laughs> he does because he likes that shit. <laughs> okay, what else are we both watching? We're both watching Never Let Me Go. I'll go first this time. My Please. one-line hot take on Never Let Me Go. Jojo experimenting, rough around the edges, but still enjoyable. How about you? Jojo brings a lot of his messy adult sensibilities to a high school setting in a way that allows him to challenge himself to really properly develop romance with interesting, if sometimes mixed results. Your sentences are so much more eloquent than mine. (laughs) That sentence sounds harsher than I feel about the show. But this is Pond's really second show, and it shows... And JoJo's not really a romance director, so I don't necessarily think that he was maybe the best director to pair Pond with for this on his first outing, because Pond's still developing as an actor too. But it doesn't mean that the show is bad or the work is bad, but there are elements of the show as of this recording that have not fully revealed themselves to me and have left me sort of holding back a bit, waiting for some clarity and some context. And that could just be a pacing choice based upon JoJo's predilection for the classic style of Thai drama that he's replicating here. And so I'm choosing to reserve some of my commentary about that. Okay. JoJo does own us on Wednesdays and Thursdays. We're watching Duty Laundry. And so it just fun. Started. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> We're two episodes in of six right now, and I am living for it. This is Jojo at his absolute crackiest best, and I'm ascending with every minute that film, Nanon, Goji, anybody who's on screen at the moment in time is killing it. My reaction to to Dirty Laundry is very simple. Film is hilarious, and I'm glad everyone else knows about it, and Nanon really needed this role. So the last thing we are watching together is Gap and... I love this show unreservedly. 
there are some big holes in it, but I love it anyway. This has been a good launching point for future GL. And there are things that the show is not doing that I think is leaving room for other shows to come behind and fill. Like particularly right now, I feel like due to runtime, they had to scale back how much of Yuki and T they were going to do. And I need it. Just like I need more of Daisy, I need more of them. Between Us has made me wary now of side couples getting their own stories. So I want to see T and Yuki, but then I also don't want to see T and Yuki now. I'm never the person who's advocating for a side couple to be blown up into another show. I'm just advocating that in the future, when you do an interesting side couple, particularly with some queer gender play, I want more of them. I don't want them to just be sort of obviously happening in the background. I want them to be at least in the middle ground. Hopefully next time. Hopefully with these same two actresses, because I want to see Noi really blow (laughs) it up. I do. I absolutely do. So that's what we're both watching. Ben, anything that you're watching that I'm not watching that you want to talk about a little bit? From Watcha, who you all will know for Light on Me and Semantic Error, they're currently giving us The New Employee, which is an adaptation of another kind of erotic, very traditional Yaoi-style webcomic. But they gave it to a queer activist director who has brought a lot of queer sensibilities to it and has sort of melded what you might expect from queer cinema with a Korean take on Yaoi. And it's really special right now. It is probably the most enjoyable workplace show that I've watched since maybe Old Fashioned Cupcake and Cherry Magic. I have high praise so far for what the new employee has done. And Watcha continues to not miss when it comes to hitting the classic tropes of genre. Because they knocked it out with high school with light on me, minus a few reservations. They did a great job with semantic error, again with a few minor reservations. I have no reservations currently about the new employee, so I will be talking about that in the spring. They also just started, not watch it, but a new Korean drama just started called Individual Circumstances, which feels like it's in the same vein as To My Star 2. You have two characters who were basically committed to each other in college, and then one of them disappeared on the other. And now... The other one was a successful director on his very first outing, but then his next two films flopped, a lot like Neil Blomkamp, I guess. And now he's facing professional peril and decides he wants to adapt the work of a novelist he enjoys, and it turns out to be his ex. Hijinks ensue. Uh, There's already been a side-by-side comparison to To My Star 2, and they're not wrong. Okay. That's so so much stuff. (laughs) (sighs) You watch a lot more than I do. You I'm like, I'm have. not going to watch 90 shows this year. Oh. Like, okay. You might be watching 90 shows this year. So that's a good segue into our next section. What are we actually going to be watching this year? Other than what we're already watching, what is on our list for this year? So we've trolled through all the offerings in terms of trailers and treatments and all that kind of stuff from... Korea, Japan, Thailand, and Taiwan. And we've come up with a few things that we think we'll be watching in 2023 and we'll be talking about in 2023. 
So I always like to start with GMM TV because they make it so easy for us. Start with bangers <laughs> only. <laughs> From GMM TV 2023, I will be watching Dangerous Romance. Uh, ben, are you going to be watching Dangerous Romance? Chimon and Perth are going to be together, so yes. That sounds like a match made in heaven. I'm ready to watch it. I'm quite enjoying them right now and never let me go. Perth coming back to us is an acting joy for me. As soon as I saw Perth, I don't know what he was in. I think he was in Vice Versa, and I was super petty about it. I was like, welcome home, cheater. And then after like an episode, I'm like, I'm sorry, baby boy. I forgive you. Welcome back. (laughs) Perth returning to my screen because I haven't seen him since Love by Chance. The other thing about Dangerous Romance, Chimon. Chimon. I feel like Chimon has resisted BL. And I'm not sure why, because it's not like he has a problem with it. But I just feel like there wasn't anybody he could have really played opposite. But I also like the way Off and Jojo talked about it, that Chimon's really good and they didn't want to pair him with someone new or who couldn't really match him in a scene he was in. And then Perth signed on with GMMTV and they were like, that was a godsend for them because they had the same problem with Perth. He's too talented to pair with somebody weak. Aside from all of that, Shimon and Perth are friends outside of GMM TV. They know each other. They're probably comfortable with each other. They're older now than they were when they started in BL. I think Perth, when he did Love by Chance, he was 16. I feel like they're maybe taking a second crack at it now that they're more mature. They have more power. They are probably more comfortable and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good pairing for them. I am looking forward to Dangerous Romance because from what I saw from the trailer, it looks directly up my alley. I like it as a counterbalance point too. Like it's a messy high school BL after leaving my school president. That'll be a nice change of pace. It won't it'll feel different. One of the things with all these shows, I'm trying to figure out when they're gonna come out. So I was like kind of plotting. I just presume <laughs> summer or later at this point. I feel like Dangerous Romance is going to be one of those that rounds out the year. They always like to leave a couple of prestige ones for the end of the year. I have no idea about production schedules, but I have a feeling Dangerous Romance is a Q4 show. Speaking of potential Q4 shows, Only Friends, that might be a Q2. I don't know. No, it's too late. It's it's January and they haven't started filming. So that's going to be Q3, if anything. It's a weird show in the sense of like, am I anticipating it? Yes. Am I like vibrating for it? No. It's one of the, not- I think it's because I'm getting so much of JoJo right now that I'm not like brimming with excitement for it. Hmm, and I'm having the opposite reaction. The more JoJo I'm seeing and the way that he's been experimenting, the way that he described Only Friends as going back to his Gayok Bangkok roots made me really excited. Because See, I still haven't watched GOK Bangkok. Yet, you have that's got to it. watch GOK Bangkok. Watch GOK Bangkok, and then you will understand why I'm so excited for Only Friends. GOK Bangkok is JoJo in his absolute element, and if Only Friends is anything like that, given the time that has passed and all the things that he's learned between then and now, I am super excited for Only Friends. I am too. I think it's because there's so much I'm currently watching. 
I know it's going to be a complicated show. And so I don't normally feel excited about the complicated shows. I just prepare for them. It's kind of the way, the you're way like I am. it down the hatches, you know, you're girding your loins, you're strapping And it's mostly on. about like getting ready for the discourse because like with shows like My School President, they're easy to watch. Like they're very friendly. They're crowd pleasers. So you can just sort of scroll and enjoy yourself. But whenever the things get messy, you have to navigate how you talk about things on various platforms. I will not be navigating. I'm going hard. <laughs> and so are all the boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm fully prepared to lose followers over only friends. I'm ready for it because I am going to enjoy every messy minute of it. I, I think it'll be probably... interesting to lose followers over JoJo and not Mame for once. Ooh. You see, I don't think that a lot of people know my opinions on Mame, which is probably why I haven't lost followers over that. I but they're going to know now. Dislike- I don't dislike her. I we struggle about with some this. of her work, but I we don't dislike about her. This. Yeah, I think she's very clever. This. We talked about it, and we, we have also talked a little bit about Darn Type, which I watched and you didn't. And uh, we're going to leave that right there. So. <laughs> <laughs> so right. Also from GMMTV, we're returning to a bunch of our stories. Yes. Our Sky 2. I am excited for most of these, surprisingly. Who are we getting? We're getting the Eclipse. We're getting Bad Buddy. We're getting Tale of a Thousand Stars. Never Let Me Go. We're getting. Think My School President, because I'm pretty sure yes, Gemini and We're getting My School President. We're getting Star and we're Sky. Getting... No, we're getting oh, Star in My God. Mind. Only half of it. We're getting A Boss and a Babe. Is it going to be Star and Sky? The Star in it's, My Mind? Not the next thing they're doing? It doesn't look like Hidden Agenda. Like, from the, the costuming, I think it looks like Star in My Mind. I did not enjoy Star in My Mind. I didn't watch it. We don't have to talk about it. We're not. <laughs> you know, let's focus on the future. Yeah, and we're getting vice versa. Oh, right. I have blocked that out. I will be watching Bad Buddy the Eclipse... A Tale of Thousand Stars, A Boss and a Babe. I'll be watching that one. I'll be watching the My School President episode and the Never Let Me Go. I will be skipping Star in My Mind and vice versa. I'm probably going to watch them to see if it gives me closure on some of the feelings I have. Don't need closure if you never opened the gate to begin with. There you go. (laughs) Be like Nene, folks. Don't watch the shows early if they seem skeptical to you. Wait for people like me who can't help ourselves. <laughs> well, you are my filter. You are the one who tells me you got to watch this. You can skip that. Sometimes I need that because I have my ways of picking things. And most of the time I land on the exact right number and configuration of shows for me. But sometimes, like we talked about last episode, sometimes you make me watch something and I'm very glad that you did. Speaking of things we're both definitely going to be watching in three weeks. My chicken! So stoked. I I am beyond stoked for this show. Like, you want to talk about excitement? Now I'm excited. Somebody posted on Tumblr that they were raised on telenovelas, and that is why they're very excited to watch Mixed Cheat on First With Earth. (laughs) I think that was Respect the Petty. I love her post. 
but I 100% agree with her. I was raised, as we've talked about before, on Days of Our Lives. Yes. So, Sammy and EJ's constant bullshit. Thank you. So if I'm, I don't care if they're cheating, personally. Has Marlena been kidnapped fact. again? <laughs> Listen. Who's I'm that? Who's baby is Stefano trying to steal? Oh my god, our Bo and Hope back together. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Those two. Here's the thing about Moonlight Chicken and why I'm so excited. And I don't care about anybody's worries about like cheating plot lines. Nobody has sexier face than Mix at GMMTV right now. Oh Mix can look at somebody god. and smolder, and I'm like, I believe him. He can have whatever he wants. One of my Tumblr friends, I can't remember. Oh my god, Shelly, I'm so sorry. I can't remember your username right now. But she says that Mix has lethal eye game. He does. And I completely agree with that. Absolutely lethal eye game. That smile is killer. And he's a brat to boot. He's only he's- developed it further since Thousand Stars, too. Like, oh. in the trailer, when Earth's character is like, what happens tonight stays just tonight. And Mix's character goes, I don't think that's going to happen. Invites invites his ear. I'm like, I will watch every second of this messy ass show. And then first shows up and is a total bitch. And I was like, yes, give it to me. I'm so ready for this. This I'm I think this one we're both vibrating for. We are both ready for this. Bring the on the sleeper all the on this show is Cow Tongue playing like a really sweet, doe-eyed person wishing that they would be chosen. I am excited to see what chaos he brings to this. And we've barely seen Mark's involvement, but we know Mark is anchoring whatever scene he's in. Every single actor on the main cast is one that I am excited about. The actress who's playing Mark's girlfriend, wife, whatever it is. I'm ready. It's View. She has not been in a lot of stuff that I have interacted with a lot. But just looking at what she's been in, I know she's about to bring it. Basically, this is an all-star cast. It really is. Where like, he, It feels he, like Off got to pick his winners for this one. He probably did. He basically runs shit at GMMTV now. So this is an all-star cast with an all-star director with some all-star money behind it. I'm ready. I'm so ready. I do not often put my head on a block and say something is definitely going to be fantastic. But Moonlight <laughs> Chicken is about to be fantastic. My Dark Horse now, my Dark Horse from GMMTV this year is going to be a boss and a babe. I'm putting my head on a block. Forget everything I just said. I'm putting my head on a block. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And I'm saying that there's something, there's something in my waters that's telling me that a boss and a babe is going to be enjoyable. I like Force and Book. I like that... The dynamic that I'm seeing between Force and Book and a boss and a babe seems to align with their personalities a little bit more than in Enchante. I like that Book seems to be getting to be just as ridiculous as he is in real life. Force and Book have taken up the crackhead mantle that Tay and New used to have. I have a feeling in my waters. If I'm wrong, this never happened. But <laughs> I have a- <laughs> You heard it here on the podcast, folks. As part of the conversation, this show is going to be awesome. And if it isn't, no, I never said that. 
<laughs> I'm going to go back. If this show is crap, I'm going to go back and re-edit this episode and re-upload it. <laughs> to take you're just going to play, you're just going to play like clown audio over this whole section. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a thing. I feel like Ben does not feel like it's going to be a thing. I'm just skeptical of what I've seen from Force's character. I don't know how I feel about them having him play like severe boss, at least in the trailers. Like that could be misleading because it's a GMMTV trailer. But the two of them give off just insane energy when they're together. And I don't know how I feel about them making Force tone his down. I mean, GMMTV pilot trailers usually undergo a lot of work, but the pilot trailer that we would have seen, I think they had started filming already by the time we saw the pilot trailer. So it's probably going to be really close to that, the show. I think but I I'm liked also it. leery of GMMTV doing workplace BL because I've watched a lot of the things they've done. Like Sodas too was a workplace BL. And I just don't think they have consistently landed for me. I'm hoping this is good, but. I am feeling cautious about it. What I'm going to say is that there's first time for everything. And I feel like a boss and a babe. I'm telling you, I'm getting the feeling. I'm getting that tickle down my spine. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to like it. And if I don't, this never happened. We have one more to talk about. 23.5. I got to be it. honest. I was way less excited about this show before my school president. You thought that GMMTV couldn't do high school. I was not certain that they really had high school in them. I was kind of bummed about love milk and, and love. milk going backwards to high school because they're both at about the same age as most of their other GMMTV peers. And I wasn't familiar with Gemini and Fourth yet. And so I feel better about it because I think everybody is going to love Gemini and fourth after my school president and moonlight chicken complete. So at the very least, their BL fans will show up at least for the first episode for 23, five. And that should at least help shore up the initial viewership. So that means if the show starts strong, it should succeed, which is really important for Gio. There was something in the pilot trailer just a little moment where Milk's character, she's Onksa, right? She's leaning up against a bookshelf and Love's character, Sun. Sun? Yes, yeah, Sun. Sun is sort of leaning into her. That gave me a little, a little tingle. I was just like, oh, okay. We know they have chemistry from Bad Buddy. And it was chemistry that was not fully explored because Bad Buddy left them very chaste. But I, I felt and their little like, like sponsorship special also was pretty chaste. The pa ink thing seemed to be chaste, but given what, as you said, GMM TV has been giving us in my school president. Yes, it's a high school PL. It's sweet and fluffy, but there is a little bit of a sexy energy between Fourth and Gemini. So I feel like maybe if they are gonna lean into it here, that maybe they'll lean into it there as well between milk and love because they do have I gotta be honest they need to I gotta that's my big thing that's my big thing with GMMTV at this point is you're not gonna win anybody over with clean romance like you can't outdo Korea on clean romance and you can't outdo Japan when they do clean romance so please be nasty 
I don't think we're gonna get nasty on 23.5, but I just want us to get just a just a smidge of an understanding that yes, these people are in fact sexual beings. At least turn the heat on, damn. Just give me a little, just give me a little tingle. Just, you know, you don't have to give me much of a tingle, GMM, just a little one. We're gonna we're, do hot takes on the on the other GMM TV ones. We're just gonna give quick reactions. Hidden okay. agenda. No. Kind of not into Jung and Dunk. Don't really want to see them try the same thing again. Be my favorite. Absolutely not. Who's in that one? I actually don't even know what's happening. That's Chris. Anymore. That's Krista and Fluke go in. Oh, I, I will not watch Chris. So, no. I actually might skip that one. Like, I joke about how I always watch stuff. Strong feelings about that dude. So, no. Cooking Crush. No. I will attempt for Off Gun. I will not stay for the writing team behind it. Last Twilight. Pluses and minuses here. (laughs) I I, I love Off so much. And I will follow him anywhere. Even if I am maybe a couple of feet back on this one. Because I don't like the way they use Jimmy. I understand why they use him the way they do, but I really don't like it. And it's the same thing that they used him for in Vice Versa, where they make him play a jerk character, but Jimmy actually seems to be really charming and rather sweet, in, at least in his public persona. So they use that to undercut the, the shittiness of the characters they put him in. But they tend to dwell on that for so long, and it ends up irritating the shit out of me. And I am not keen on that for Last Twilight. Pluses and minuses here for me. Elf, big plus. Jimmy, big minus. I don't know how to feel about this. I might watch it just because of Elf. No, I'm going to try it just because of Elf. I will try it for Elf. I've never dropped one of his shows. I would be really disappointed if I do. I watched Still Together for Off. If you know me, you know how hard that was for me. She hates Together. I don't. And I thought Still Together was lovely. I will give it three episodes. (laughs) And then I will decide. (laughs) Give it the college try. (laughs) I'm giving it the college try. Cherry Magic Thailand. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. I'm curious enough to give it a try. I will. Here's the thing. You know, I'm about to say some shit when I start with that. The writer of Cherry Magic's manga has posted positively and excitedly about the Thai adaptation. So I feel like, as usual with Japan, the conversations that needed to be had were had about the adaptation. And... Considering the global success of Cherry Magic and the fact that this is not GMMTV's first outing with adapting another culture's popular media, and again, given the fact that Love Stage Thailand is pretty solid for a live-action adaptation, I am cautiously optimistic about Cherry Magic Thailand even if my doubts about Tay New as a pairing and Nui as Adachi linger. And I am concerned that Fujisaki's character 
will not be Ace in this adaptation because of the potential pairing with Singh's character, who I think is taking on the role of Rukaku. So, <laughs> here's the thing. Oh, now she said it. I enjoyed Cherry Magic. I did not enjoy Cherry Magic as much as a lot of other people enjoyed Cherry Magic. Gasp! Great writing, great acting. I just didn't love it the way that other people loved it. So Cherry Magic Thailand, for me, already had a bit of a lift. And then you throw Nui in there. And yes, I'm, I wouldn't say enjoying him, but tolerating him in the warp effect right now. And I did not enjoy Dark Blue Kiss or any of the Kiss series. And that largely had to do with Nui because I love Tay. I think Tay can do anything, but I don't feel the same about Nui. I've seen him in other stuff as well. Like he did, they did a Thai version of In Need of Romance, which is a Korean story. I did not like him in that. I just, I don't like Nui as an actor. And that's coloring my perceptions of this whole endeavor. So add that to the fact that I wasn't as enthused about Cherry Magic as everybody else. I might give it a try, but more than likely, I will wait for other people to give it a try. She's going to peek it after an episode or two. Ben, how you feeling? Me, grumbling. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to see what you say about it. Because I trust you. You know me. You will not steer me wrong. Okay, <sighs> moving on from GMMTV, we are moving on to Demundi and what they will be giving us in the new year. So Demundi is giving us, I'm just going to read them out, Love Upon a Time, Naughty Babe, Bed Friend, Middleman's Love, The Last Prince, and some kind of zombie something, which I will not be watching. I love zombies, but no. I will absolutely be watching the zombie show just to watch Poppy get eaten. Oh, I forgot Poppy was going to be in that. Yeah, exactly. Check. I love Poppy. I love Poppy so much. I was just, here's the other reason I am watching 2 Kitty 2 Bite because he is just, he's so funny. He's so funny. I don't think Boss Chickamon is going to be in the zombie show. Yeah, I don't care. I like it. I was not huge on Love in the Air. I don't really care about Boss. I feel like I will watch that through gifts. Yes, that's probably a better idea. Shout out to our friend Moore and Leozaki. We love them. Yes, we love you. Love Upon a Time. I will be watching that. That's the time slip one. I will be watching it because I really like when Thailand leans into period stuff. Because I think they should be... I like the way that they have been playing around with their own history lately. I will concur. It looks lush, which I always like a well-done production. So I will be tuning into that. Naughty babe, I'm going to give a pass. I'm just not that big on Max and Nat. Like, I don't dislike them, but I also won't sign up for them. I will probably watch it out of curiosity. The same way I'm watching Between Us. But I am not necessarily stoked about it you said i hope between it's us. i hope it's not 10 episodes you said between us and a shiver went down my spine um <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I will also be skipping Bed Friend and Middleman's Love. I just don't see much to be interested in. I think in Bed Friend is the Net James show. I'm really not really into them. I don't think I've seen anything that they've been in because I think everything they've done has been on like Eyes Play or WeTV and not streamed in the West. So I don't have a lot of history with them to be excited about Bed Friend. Is Middleman's Love the one that the Sid Newer boys are taking over for Tommy and Jimmy? Yes, that's the one. I like them, and I'm kind of curious what Demundi does with the workplace show. So I'll at least give that the college try. Demundi, like we said, seems to be leaning into their Bridgerton era. And that's interesting if there is a concept behind it. But when the concept is not like a high concept, it's a pretty low concept. I am not interested. Workplace BL, which is both bed friend and middleman's love not really interested also not really a fan of max and nat and i don't really enjoy them in cutie pie so i will also be giving naughty baby skip what i might watch is the last prince which is the z ninu royalty bl i might watch I am, that. i might give that i am watch. excited about that one because that looks right up their wheelhouse I just hope it's got more meat on its bones than Cutie Pie did during its original runtime. I mean, Cutie Pie and Too Cutie Too Pie just didn't hit for me. Like I said, feels like Regency Romance. I love Regency Romance, but I think both are too long. Either too long or the story, there's not enough story for how many episodes that they're giving us. I was not drawn to Bridgerton, and I gave up on Still Starcrossed after the first episode. I like Bridgerton. I read the Bridgerton books long ago. Domundi is in its Bridgerton era. Good for some. Not really what I'm interested in. So. I'm excited for Domundi this year, because I feel like this is a make-or-break year for them. Because they got a lot of goodwill out of Cutie Pie and some of the other work they've done. And they really need all of their shows to either win or hold this year. Because I feel like their margins are really tight. And if any of these shows stumbles, that they will be in significant trouble. That's a fair assessment. I'm excited to see who they become this year. I think that they know who they want to be. It's just a question of whether who they want to be is going to bring in the dollars. We'll find out. Speaking of... Moving on to D-Hop House. So I think there's only two coming out of D-Hop this year. I will watch everything that D-Hop House makes. I do not care. I'm definitely watching I Feel You Linger in the Air because, hello, my jam. That that looks like it's going to be good. That's going to be good. And I'm seeing another one you put on here, which I haven't seen as yet, Step by Step. What's that about? Step by Step is another workplace BL. I don't think we're familiar with the leads, but Up is playing a supporting role. Up Poom Pass is in that? Yes. I'm watching it. Let's see. And there there it is. She was like, why did Ben add this to the list? Up is in the show. Say less. <laughs> say so much less. All you needed to say is Up Poom Pat is in it. That would have been all I needed. So I will be watching Step by Step along with you. Yeah, because I don't think either of us is really familiar with Ben and Man. But Up is anchoring this. Poppy is in this. And so is Bruce. 
I'm with you. I am here. You and I, we understand each other. All right. I like Bruce a lot, so I really am excited that he's still working. I like Bruce. I didn't necessarily agree with everybody else that he was underserved in Lovely Writer. I feel I like Lovely Writer tried to do a lot. essential to the way Lovely Writer functioned. I agree. And I enjoyed him in Lovely Writer. I enjoyed him getting to be a villain. I know people are all like, oh, they didn't have to make him so miserable. They could have redeemed him. I like that things went to shit for him in the end. I think we deserve, I think we all deserve evil gays every now and then. I think so. And not everybody has to be redeemed. So I, not everybody has to be redeemed. And just because you had a hard life doesn't mean that things should work out for you in the end. It's not the way that life works. And we, Ben and I have talked a lot about how we feel about BLB and more true to life. So I, I promise you the moon was good. Mm, 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 mm. Remember <laughs> I, dropped, I dropped my one F bomb for it. last. <laughs> I haven't used mine yet. I don't think I'm holding on to it. You get one a season. So you better use it tonight. A season. Yeah. Oh man. I should have used it right there. (laughs) (laughs) It's not too late. I can edit this. Don't worry. We haven't (laughs) talked about Japan yet. I'm going to use it on Japan. (laughs) Understandable. I want to talk about Beyond Cloud because we talked about Domundi knowing what they want to do and now finding out whether that's going to be profitable for them. I feel like Beyond Cloud is trying to figure out what it wants to do. I'm not sure that they have landed on the right formula. Beyond Cloud is a studio that I am not a fan of. And it is not that I am against them. It's that they haven't done enough work yet for me to really decide if I'm a fan yet. So like I can be a fan of GMMTV because they have been one of the primary sources of reliable BL since 2016, really. And I can be a fan of Alf's work because I've been watching his stuff since he's coming to me. I can be a fan of JoJo because I've been watching his stuff since Friendzone and Three Will Be Free. Beyond Cloud has had one show. A very enjoyable show, but that's just one show. And they are not in the black yet. Entertainment margins are really, really small. They have a very large cast, a lot of people involved in the production and moving these people around all the time. The entirety of the world tour was about increasing their brand recognition because they are one of the household names for BL fans now, and they barely exist relative to things like Demundi, who's been around for a while, Idol Factory has been around at least for a few years, Me Mind Why, which has been around for a few years. Like People probably know Beyond Cloud more than those folks, and those folks have been in the game for years. Beyond Cloud has to get some wins this year. And particularly with the fact that they probably don't have access to Ken Porsche 2 right now. Because it was expensive to make. And I'm pretty sure that as much money as Milo and friends have, they can't just throw it around like that. So the four projects they've proposed this year, I think, are the right call given the appeal of the talent pool they have. I think making uh, a high-caliber Thai period piece with Mile and Oppo is a really good choice, considering the politics of skin tone in Thai society and given 
the very specific physical appeal of Mile and Oppo. I think that's a good choice for them. I think some sort of messy show with Bible is a really good choice because people still love Vegas and Pete and people would like to see more of that. I think letting Jeff just be fucking weird with, oh, there's my one, with Barcode in uh, Wuju Bakery is a good choice. And man, I used it on Jeff. That's fine. I think letting Jeff be weird with Barcode is a good choice in Wuju Bakery because there's always going to be the politics about the age gap between Jeff and Barcode. I think just playing into the weirdness is a good choice. So I don't hate the projects that they're choosing to invest in, but it's really a question of will Beyond Cloud still be popular as they fall into the ranks with everyone else and they're fighting for position in the traditional territory? I more or less agree with you. I think that Beyond Cloud is figuring out who they want to be. Because as you said, they've got one thing under their belts. It was a monster, but it's still only one thing. I see what they're doing. It does seem pretty smart. Wuju Bakery is a co-production with a Korean studio. This is the same way that Peach of Time was made. So it's going to be produced in Korea. Jeff and Barkwood are going to be in it. It seems like it's some kind of alien tale with Jeff as the alien, which leaning into <laughs> Jeff's weirdness is guaranteed way to make money, I think. I just love that we have to say that with a straight face every time. So yeah, there's a show happening in Korea. Jeff and Barcode are in it. Okay. And Jeff is an alien. Uh, all right. Yeah. And so Barcode works at a bakery. <laughs> I put Wuju Bakery on my will watch list for sure because oh, that, Don't misunderstand. I, need to, I will be watching all of that. I need to see that. I need to see that. I don't think there are enough ease in the world to explain how much I need to watch that. So yeah, Wuju Bakery looks like it's going to be the kind of thing that I want to see. I like the idea behind it. I like that they got Korean money involved. I think that the Korean production assistants will actually help that show to be really good. So yeah, looking forward to that. The Malapo movie, it's called Manswang. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think what they said is that they've totally rewritten it, which could be good, could be bad. Malanapo are good actors. I think they have a sense of good scripts. I suppose the better question about we've totally rewritten it is, did you change screenwriters while you did that? Like how much of the team has changed? And why was the change needed? So, like, I don't well, I, mind them saying we rewrote it in terms of how that impacts the time frame of delivery. But I'm curious about what their processes are, about why they determined that their initial idea was unsuitable to whatever their goals are. I'm about to go to business school, so I'm going to try to wrap this up in a businessy kind of way. Beyond Cloud, as a startup does not really have the kind of systems and processes in place to ensure quality control and some of the other things that you would expect to come out of an established production house. The whole process of startup is to fail and fail fast. However, when you're talking about something as sensitive as television and film production, one failure could be your end just because of the way that the market reacts to a bad production. So 
they need to get their shit together mad quick if they're going to survive. And hopefully they know that. And hopefully that's why the rewrite of Manswang. And that's how I feel about that. This is a make or break year for that production house because they have not recouped their cost on Ken Porsche for sure. They've got a stable of good actors relying on them at this point. Some actors who probably would not get the kind of opportunities that Beyond Cloud gives them anywhere else. And I think they feel that responsibility. And I think that they are trying to play it smart. I want them to be here next year. I will not be watching the reality show. I don't think we mentioned it, but I I can't do it. I cannot do it. I will not watch it. I don't watch reality television. We love you all who have given us hours of your time watching this. We will not be watching the reality show. I just watched War of Why. I'm not going to watch the real life Why <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I'm not strong enough. The last one is four minutes. I have, this I have no on idea my... what it's about. It's supposed to be a medical drama, I think. It's written by someone who did Manor of Death and Triage. Hold on, I'm leaning in. I'm leaning out because of that. You know, those are not... She does not like either of those, but I loved both of those. I don't like Manor of Death. I didn't watch Triage. I am leaning towards maybe trying triage after we talked about it, but I I didn't like Manor of Death. I'm cautiously optimistic all of a sudden. You're like, a medical drama? Written by one of my faves? Who just wrote a medical drama? Shit. I'm sorry. Okay, Clay Davis. Okay, Clay Clay Davis. Davis. (laughs) For those of you who have not watched The Wire. Go watch uh, The Wire. stop, Stop watching BL for about a month and go watch The Wire what's missing from this lineup for beyond cloud there's no comedy in it you know she's right and she should say it because i hadn't really pieced that together thus far but you are correct where is the crack everybody needs some good crack that's why gmmtv does so good because they really cover like the broad spectrum of viewer tastes and yep, viewers yep. don't have to feel some kind of way like, oh, I'm not necessarily into this crack. I want to watch the sad shit. Like right now, for with what's airing right now, you get crack from JoJo in Dirty Laundry. You get drama from JoJo in Never Let Me Go. You get subversive crack in <laughs> The War of the And you get really earnest rom-com in My School President. That's a good arc. And then you've got like very traditional drama going on with 10 Years Ticket. Like GMMTV is always serving the broad taste of their audience. But GMMTV is also massive and they have the money and the people and the everything to do that. When you're talking about a teeny tiny brand new company, I think they would have wanted to cover all the bases. And they, the only base that they missed was a comedy. And I feel like they made a smart choice because comedy is actually the hardest to get right. I think we've talked about the major Thai studios. Is there anything else out of Thailand that you're definitely going to watch? I'm really excited for Wish Me Luck. That's the show that has Na and Fiat, Fiat. in it. And yes. really un- unreasonably excited about the two of those together. Like, the two of them are going to be working as, like, weird upper management of a fucking grocery store chain. 
and Fiat's character may have lost some memory and Nas' character is trying to look out for him because they were lovers at one point. This is exactly the kind of insane adult romance storytelling I have been desperately wanting for a long time. I am so stoked for this. Also, Na and Fiat are so good. I am really excited about the two of them being together. I will watch all of this. And I think Tanam is in the show. Well, I mean, you didn't have to convince me because it was already on my watch list because I also like Na and I love Fiat. And I think that this is a role that will be really good for him. I would like to see them together. I'm curious as to what their dynamic will be as screen partners. I like Tanam. It's up my alley. I'll be watching it. For oh, I think I just got two shows mixed up. Wish Me Luck is the post-apocalyptic one with Tanam and Title. So what's the other one is Wish You Luck. Wish You Luck. Oh, God, I hate this. I, I hate God that Tanam is in it. both of these shows. God <laughs> anyway, damn it, Thailand. So, wish Me Luck is the one with, with Fiat and Na in it and Tanam. Wish You Luck is the apocalyptic show with Title and Tanam in it. And I like Title a lot. He is the only good thing that Mean has been able to work with in his shows. And I'm excited to see him work with Tanam because Tanam deserves a leading role. And I'm ex- excited that he finally gets one. I'm a big fan of BL in general tackling the end of days because the last couple of years have been hard. And I feel like we should work through that. BL is therapy. That sounds like an excellent way to... I mean, this this is basically how I process all media, so I am 100% <laughs> on board with that. I apologize for mixing up both of these names, but I am stoked for both of these shows. As am I. I'm ready to work through my years-long existential crisis along with Wish You Luck. Also, Wish You Luck is from the director of Love of Siam, Do the Movie, Triage, and Manner of Death. Those things don't mean anything to Nini. I watched Do the Movie. I actually haven't watched Do the Movie yet. Ha! Beat you. (laughs) I was there in the before time watching Love of Siam. Do not cite the deep magic to me, which (laughs) I was there when it was written. Oh, no. Let's talk about Japan. The only thing we know about is it's a Kushikari 2 which we did not know about a week ago. We were recording the last episode. <laughs> I am excited for this because I unreservedly loved Tsukushikiri. I thought it was vital and important, and I think a lot of people misunderstood it. It was interesting seeing you join us in Tsukushikiri after the fact because in the clown server, reactions were mixed. I can see why, but I do think that Itsukushi Curry was misunderstood when I watched it because I binged it. Again, sometimes there's some difference that happens in the watching one week at a time versus watching binge. So I binged Itsukushi Curry and it burned my brain. I unreservedly loved it. I cannot wait for Itsukushi Curry too. I'm excited for you to watch it with us because you'll be experiencing it in real time with me. And I feel like it's going to be really interesting to talk to you about it as we're going through it. Because one of the things that happens a lot with 
Nini joining us on these shows is she'll join us for the big wins. But for the smaller wins, she usually comes behind us. And so she watches them in a binge after reading some of the commentary we've given. And it's interesting to get your perspective when we do that. But I really like being with you in the week to week watches, especially for the things that Japan does. Because I feel like more often than some of the Thai shows, you need to sit with some of the Japanese ideas for more than a few minutes between the episodes. I can see that. So I I will be watching Utsukushikari two week to week when we finally get the Utsukushikari movie in In a year and a half of the world. (laughs) I will be watching that. (laughs) I think that's the only thing that we're sure is coming out of Japan this year. We never know. Like I'm always hoping for more of what did you eat yesterday? I got to be honest. I really hope NHK comes back with. Uh, she loves to cook and she loves to eat because they left us at a point that makes me yearn for more. And I really hope that NHK comes back. I, I'm, I have doubts about TV Tokyo continuing any more of what did you eat yesterday? Out of Korea, on my list, I've got Blooming 2. And that's the only thing on my definite I'm going to watch this list. I've been tagged in a bunch of stuff coming for Korea. But I gotta be honest, I don't remember what's coming anymore. I'm so bad about it because I'm always watching too much stuff that I really never know what's coming. Apparently, I am looking forward to A Shoulder to Cry On. I saw today Uh, that there's also a Kissable Lips 2 coming. My monster hit coming out of Korea, but it's still on my maybe list, is Why Are You Korea? I go back and forth on whether I'm going to watch this or not. (laughs) Or not. I swear, this is the Pat got shot of our podcast. Like, I live in a world where Why Are You Korea doesn't exist. And then he's like, by the way. Why Are You Korea? It's coming. I go back and forth on whether I'm going to watch it or not. That is the name of the show and also how I feel about it. And there we go. I'm curious about it, but not really excited about it because I just don't know that it's going to feel correct in any way. I'm not sure. I'm not making that decision right up until it's time to hit play. (laughs) When it's time to hit play, I will determine whether I will hit play or not. In a world where one man must suffer, (laughs) why are you? In a man. Oh my god. A <laughs> With nothing more than the power of his Roku remote. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, I was super serious with the other ones. I'm drunk this time. It's oh. over for you, hoes. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving that in. Things we lost in the fire. GSP2. Goodbye. Rest in peace, Gaius Apelicula. So long. Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. Adieu. I am giving up on Gaia Pelicula 2. If you know me, you know how hard this is for me. I accept your well wishes. I will not be taking questions at this time. Also giving up on summer days. Me too. Like the Christmas special feels like the like the swan song of it. Like, oh, this is all we're going to get. Yeah, if they Which couldn't make it happen. Which sucks because it was fun. Like the concept of it was super cool. I was super into summer days, but it just seems that the finances in Singapore 
are not aligned currently for that to happen. I want to talk a little bit about the Philippines. My guy, what's happening? What's happening in the Philippines? I think, to say this politely, the Philippines film industry has always struggled with the lack of political stability and genuine support from their government. Because I think governments have to support some of the art to make some of this stuff happen. I had such hopes. And what they've managed to produce, I can't find. Because they did two and one with Paolo Pangilinan from Gaia Pelicula and Mickey Jimenez from Game Boys. They did two and one. I can't find it. I don't know where to watch it. They did Pat Thirsty with Adriana So. Can't find that to watch it either. It's behind I, Filipino paywalls that are difficult to cross in the West. Yeah, I think they were supposed to be on Vivimax, but I can't even find them there. I don't know what to do because I want to watch. Filipino I love the stuff. idea of First Company, but if any of you at the idea of First Company are ever listening to us, please just let me pay you. I paid to watch the Game Boys movie. I will pay to watch these things. The other thing here from the Philippines is Tie the Knot movie. Now, I don't know if this is actually happening. This is from Oxen Films. Oxen Films has teased about three projects that have been kind of in production hell for at least one to two years. So I'm not optimistic, even if I like Oxen Films because of Rainbow Prince. That wraps us up with everything except catch-ups. No, you don't have to catch up on anything because you basically watch everything. However, I... I mean, I have two things I want to catch up on. What are those? So I do want to watch Gay OK Bangkok. Please do. It's on YouTube. There are two seasons. Find it and watch it. And I dropped I Will Knock You. But the Kingsters on Tumblr have been making compelling arguments in their meta posting about it. So I think I will possibly return to it as a binge once it's over, depending on how they feel about the way it resolves. I will be trying to catch up on some Taiwanese and Japanese stuff that Ben has recommended to me over the course of the year. So I will be trying about youth and my toothier love from Taiwan. I would also urge you to try DNA Says I Love You. When Ben urges, he means, I want you to watch this so we can talk about it. So I will watch it. So I want to talk about talk Eric's about performance so badly. <laughs> so that's three things from Taiwan that I will be trying to catch up on this year. From Japan, I will be catching up with Eternal Yesterday, and she loves to cook and she loves to eat. And those are my catch-ups for 2023. But in addition to that, we have a fun little treat for our listeners. This Laniap episode that we're doing now, we're planning to do an early Laniap at the beginning of each of our seasons. And one of the things that we want to do in that episode is to discuss a classic BL, GL, QL piece of queer cinema, whatever you guys recommend to us. You can start sending us recommendations as soon as you want to. But somewhere around the end of March or beginning of April, I will send out a call, and I'm sure Ben will reblog it, for what you recommend that we should 
either watch and talk about or if maybe we've already watched it and haven't talked about it that we should talk about. So that's going to be called our conversational classic. And it's going to be a feature of every season. So yeah. And we'll all have polls by then. We can let you all vote. Ooh, exciting. If you have any recommendations already, please send them to us. We will take a look and see what we're doing. So we will do one conversational classic every season. Give us some recommendations, guys. Let us know what you want us to talk about. So that's going to wrap up our winter season. For those of you who have listened to all of our episodes, thank you so much. We see the stats. We are getting a lot more listeners than we ever expected to get. So thank you all so much. Looking forward to reconnecting with you guys in the spring. We will be putting out our spring episodes in April. So look out for that. And with that, we're out. Say bye to the people, Ben. Peace. Peace.